podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey everyone, before we get into the live show from November 3rd, I want to give a special shout out to a great K-State fan who was gone way too soon. Uh, K-State and Kansas lost a great man, Jose, uh, recently. Uh, he was a sports enthusiast. He loved music. He loved going to live music events. He loved going to live sporting events. He was a great father, a great grandfather, and just a great man. Um, so I just want to give a shout out to Jose, his entire family, uh, his son, one of my very good friends. Uh, you know, we'll never know why some people go too soon. Um, but just remember to love and hug and tell the people you care about that you love them. And, uh, you know, we're always thinking about you here in the K-State family and the Bonehead community. So with that said, we're going to get into the live show. I'm dedicating this one to Jose. And uh, just remember, always tell the ones you love that you love them um, and give them a hug and just keep, keep everyone close in your hearts as we go into this holiday season. Cinnamon rolls and chili on a crisp November day In the heart of football season, Thanksgiving's on its way Mashed potatoes, turkeys, green beans not from cans The Bosco boys are thankful for our diehard bonehead fans The boys are back, and it is another Spotify Green Room Live show. We are talking K-State, KU football. We'll put a bow on that TCU victory, and uh, we're just going to have some fun. You never know who may show up here on Spotify Green Room. Download the app today. If you guys are listening to this on release day, because we're dropping this on Thursday, get in. We're going to be doing a live reaction to the first exhibition game, first and only exhibition game this year for basketball. And we're going to be going live with tons of live reactions to basketball games this year. All right. uh, Before we get into it, also want to give a shout out to our other sponsor, Symbol. Symbol is the stock market for sports. You can buy and trade your teams, buy low, sell high, and you get a cash dividend payout every time your team wins as someone who is holding k-state baylor the chiefs and the chargers i had a good week last week so we're gonna have some fun folks are starting to trickle in we're gonna get folks up on stage here momentarily we're going to get everyone's final take on the tcu game then we're going to start talking sunflower showdown Um, I assume we're going to have a large group today. Um, As always, uh, if you guys are listening to this on the RSS feed, download the app and have fun with us. Um, All right, we're going to get into it. I'll say this probably uh, three or four times throughout the night. Um, Request, uh, if you want to come up on stage, I'm sure we will have a... A full 
full house, it's filling up pretty quickly as is. I would say if you aren't able to uh, talk, hop off, because like I said, it's going to be a busy night. I think we're going to have a full crowd. So uh, moderate yourself a little bit, hop in, hop out uh, if you're able to speak and let's just get into it. Um, we're we're going to jump right into it, um, talking specifically, putting a bow on the TCU game. We're not going to pussyfoot around. We're going to get right into it uh, as uh, things continue to fill up. So we're going to first go to Mike out in Cali. Cali, Mike, it was the first truly complete game uh, start to finish, I think, of this year. I, actually, I say that, but the third quarter was still dreadful from the offense. So um, I can't say it was a complete game. Uh, beginning to end, but just give me your final bow on the TCU game. Yeah, uh, thanks for having me up. Um, yeah, I agree. I mean, you know, it was a pretty complete game. Um, and, you know, when when the team plays as decently as they did, uh, you start nitpicking at the things where you really wanted to see improvement. And my biggest thing is just like, where the hell was the run game? Like, you have all these games every week where they're like, oh, the – the run defense of our opponent is terrible. They're going to have a field day. Well, it's not materializing. I don't really understand that. Um, what's going on with the O-line? Why aren't they opening up holes? So that's my thoughts. I mean, overall, I loved it. I appreciate the win. But, you know, you got to start digging into the details. No, I I, I get that 100%. We're going to go to Aaron. Aaron, we got another win. Winning streak's at two. It's soon to be at three. I don't think – we have to worry too much about looking past KU. So we got things rolling again. What's your final take on that TCU game? Yeah, so we're finally starting to live up to the expectations that I think we all have for this team, right? We see the players in the field, Felix Andika Uzama, Deuce Vaughn, Daniel Amata Bebe, finally started to put it all together. Uh, like you said, Scott, one of the most complete games we've played all season. Again, I'll say it for the people in the back, Felix Andika Uzama. Yeah, I, I love it. I, I think K-State fans need to cherish him. Grant has been a big proponent of cherishing every game you get to see Deuce Vaughn play. I think we need to be right there with Felix because unlike Deuce, Felix is going to be a first-round draft pick after next year. I don't think anyone should have any sort of uh, grand desires of seeing him play four years at K-State. Next year is going to be his final year. He's going to be a first-round draft pick. Enjoy it while you can watch it. We're going to go to my guy, Joel. Joel, I got to say, your boy, Ross Elder, I, I think he's almost becoming our best safety. I, I know you – Certified dog. He I, is a dog. I, I, I'm just saying, man, I, I think maybe he's been listening to the live shows and getting motivation from you. Well, he's probably hyped up that I don't talk shit all the time to him. Um yeah, that game was pretty outstanding. Felix is a beast. Uh, third quarter, still a nightmare. RIP, that boy, the greatest country singer of all time, Gary Patterson. And last but not least, uh, three fouls against one foul does not equal zero total foul. Yeah, I think there's a lot of things that maybe college football needs to look into in the offseason. I do think that if there is truly three to one personal fouls, one of them being, quote-unquote, during the play, the other three being dead ball. I think something needs to be figured out there, so I'm right there with you. We'll go to Hayes. Hayes, give me final takes on the TCU game. That was awesome. Um, start to finish, great to watch. There's still some things you can be upset about. That safety, I'm still pissed. Um, the third quarter coming out flat, obviously. 
So there's still things we can improve on, calling two timeouts and throwing a one-yard pass. But the vast majority of it was really awesome, and it adds a lot of optimism. Yeah, by far. And it, it was not a perfect game by any means. And I think you, you had some good call-outs. And maybe if we have time late, we can get into those. We'll go to the good chef. Chef, win versus TCU. you got to be happy. Uh, what, what, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm pretty pretty excited about it. I mean, we had all our flaws, you know, the the same shit over and over again, not consistent running. But I mean, when the stars come out to shine, I mean, it cleans up a whole lot of stuff. So Deuce breaks one on fourth down. Felix does Felix shit, and I mean, Skyler is not having to do a whole lot. He's still underthrowing, but I mean, he's hitting targets all over the field. Cade Warner, for some reason, is a player when we all shit on him in the offseason. Um, but the team is coming together. We just have to stay healthy. That's been been the whole key, really. I mean, you lose Duke at the beginning of the season, actually the third game of the season, but the defense has recovered, and we're starting to get a little bit healthier, but we just got to keep the health of like Malik and Phillip Brooks, and I think we'll be able to go down the stretch a long way. Definitely. I, I do want to give you a shout out. I, I was talking to my dad uh, this past weekend. He said you are his favorite bonehead during the live show. So I just want to give you a special shout out, Chef. Well, of course. I mean, Daddy Scott, you know, I love you too. Yep. All right, Grant, we had an entire postgame pod. Uh, you've had a lot of time to reflect on it. Yeah, it was you and Cole. Is there anything else you want to put out into the ether about that win? Um, I'll – I'll touch a little bit on what the chef said. You know, it still wasn't a complete game. We still have a lot of the same flaws. Um, I think this team just is what it is at this point. We've played, uh, what, seven, eight games around there. And, you know, the offense still struggled in all the same ways. And I think that it will probably continue to struggle um, the same ways. But the difference is we legitimately have, you know, some – unbelievable talent on this team that can make the difference that can get us over the hump. And I think it's, you know, people talk about our recruiting and how it's, how it's poor and, you know, it is what it is. Rankings are whatever, but you have to give the staff credit for finding guys like Felix, finding guys like Deuce. These are, you know, all American type candidates. And, you know, even though we're not putting it together, look, look at the difference that they can make. I mean, Felix sparked basically the comeback, two weeks ago at tech um, with one of the most insane plays I've ever seen. Deuce continues to pretty much carry the team on his back uh, when nothing else is going. So I agree. I think chef chef's right. Um, This team is kind of what it is, but when the star we have, we have legitimate stars right now that can kind of drag us across the finish line if we need them to. All right, we'll move into Cole next. Cole, what do you got for me? Uh, yeah, the NCAA is dumb, um, but it's great to walk away from a game having a, a better feeling about the team than you did before. I think that it's been maybe since the Nevada game since I've kind of felt like that. Um, and I think not having Joe kind of hurt us a little more than I initially thought it would. He's kind of the uh, the thunder to Deuce Vaughn's lightning. So it'll be Yep, and, and Coach said he was practicing, so I'm looking forward to it. Zach, what do you have for, him, for us? Put a bow on that. Two-game winning streak, about to become three. Where's your head at? I'm just, sad. just satisfied. Nothing really else to say. 
Um, I, I, I like it. Not, not over the top, satisfied, but you want more. I love it. Uh, we'll go to Jeff next. Jeff, uh, welcome back. Uh, you know, get, getting some dubs on, on there. I, I don't think, uh, I don't think that, uh, we, we got you on after the tech game. I, I know you're really needing that tech win. So two straight. What, what are you thinking? Yeah, I'm, I'm liking where we're heading. Um, the game was fun to be at uh, Saturday with the exception of third quarter, which was so boring that I was actually on my phone just looking at other games to see our first possession in the third quarter, how many times we've gone three and out, and it's ridiculous. Just to confirm what I had heard before, but other than that, you know, really satisfying. Um Wish we wouldn't have given up that garbage touchdown because I think it's, I don't know, for some reason when the score comes up on TV and the other team has five, that's like even more embarrassing than if it was just three for some reason in my mind. But otherwise, very sad. I agree. It, Can it, I it ask is. a question? Yeah, what's up, man? Well, the third quarter, I mean, everybody's saying that it was really bad. I mean, we moved the ball a little bit, but the crowd on the TV just, it really. It does seem like it's dead in the third quarter. Is that uh, is the crowd coming out of halftime just as bad as the team? Well, it's they're, they're still in the parking lot. Chef. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it just it just baffles me how bad we could be in the third quarter. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, we're running plays and they're just not executing, or is it just because there's no life in the crowd? Is that still a thing? So. So well, I I I think it I think it's stupid to blame the crowd. They're not back, but the team needs to execute. I'm going to end with Jimmy, and he might be able to shed some light on that because he did his uh, gifts breaking down the offense. I'm going to go to Joey first, and then we'll go to Jimmy. Joey, just put a bow on the TCU game before we hit Jimmy up and see if he can give us some answers on that uh, first drive of the third quarter. Yeah, all hail King Felix. Couldn't couldn't speak highly enough of his performance on Saturday. It was definitely six sacks. Um, and and Bebe is still averaging around 30 yards per carry. So I love to see that he got more than one reception and had 90 yards total in, in reception. So uh, in receiving yards. So that's that's really all I've got. I love those two guys. They had a great performance on. Yeah, and when I, I so I had to rewatch the second or watch the second half the next day because I was at a wedding. But the the commentators were saying they played uh, the Hurricane Chris A Bay Bay after the touchdown. So if that really happened, that's awesome. Uh, I I, I want to welcome back Jimmy. It's been a while. We've all been missing you. Welcome back. Tell us anything you want to put a bow on the TCU game. And then, uh, you know what what is it with that first drive? Because I think you really kind of pointed it out. You've done it a few times where it's an individual player missing a block or missing a throw or dropping a pass that really prevents that first drive from getting a first down. So I don't know if you can really blame anything outside of execution, but you're way smarter than me. So I'll let you give that answer. Yeah. um, Good to be back, by the way. Thanks. Thanks for that. Um, They did play that song, by the way. It was pretty cool hearing it. I love that. I love that. No, um, yeah, I mean, you look at the first drive, and I've looked at every one, and I've broken down every one, and I've made gifts of almost all those plays. And like you said, there's always a mistake, and it's an execution mistake, and, and you isolate each one, and you're like, a good football coach will say, hey, this is a play that should be made if, you know, on the first play, if Noah Johnson pulls around and blocks the linebacker, Ben Sennett's going to run for at least seven or eight yards without being touched and probably has a first down as he runs through the safety's chest. And 
that's that's a good play. But it didn't happen. And after so many games where it doesn't happen, you have to think, is there a lack of focus? Is there a lack of getting these guys ready mentally to come out after halftime that falls on the coaches? I mean, you you can't just say execution error and sound scheme so many times. And, and I'm the first one to say that because I believe in that. But at some point, it's like, guys, you got to get this figured out. I don't know if you need a new halftime routine, a new warm-up after halftime, a new way of getting started because the staff's proven they can start a game and come out and be very effective in the first quarter. But to, to continually make these kind of mistakes on the first drive or the second second half and even the second drive of the second half this week was was just as bad, is baffling to me. And it's something that they really have to look at because this it's a – I mean, that's a team we had put away. If you go out and drive down and score and it's 28-5, K-State probably wins 42-12 to 12 or something like that instead of waiting until the first play of the fourth quarter to put it away. So, anyway, yeah, sorry for the long rant. No, that that's awesome, and this is that's kind of the stuff that you bring. Um, all right, so now I want to, because it is KUK-State week, it's Sunflower Showdown. I went on my full rants. I got it all out of my system. While I can't allow everyone to basically talk about why this game matters to them for five full minutes, I, I, I w- do want to give the platform to each one of you, just rapid fire as quick as you can get it out there, you know, why this game matters to you. Uh, you can talk about something you don't like about KU fans. Grant and I, again, we, we have a whole hour-long episode to do it ourselves, but I do want to give everyone that platform because – I think this rivalry game does mean something. I think it is entrenched in the state. And I think it definitely is different from Farmageddon because this has a history of always being the most uh, vitriol and poisonous and just bad blood that goes deeper than this. Yes, it's not always close on the field, but it really matters to the fans, I think, at a level that, Farmageddon may never reach. So I just want to give everyone that platform because, you know, I already got to do it. I'm going to start with Joey. Joey, just give me anything about what this game means to you. Oh, man. So it takes me back to it was November of 2006. And I believe it was the first time KU had beaten us in, in quite some time. And I just remember I was in my I was in my fall semester of my eighth grade year uh, in middle school and there was this dude who was kind of a douchebag, but he walked around the cafeteria at lunchtime wearing a sign that said 39 to 20 on it. And I was like, I was one of the only K-State bands at school. And dude, it just pissed me off and it rocked me to my core. And I'm like, I do not ever want to lose to these assholes ever again. And so I grew up and got older and I've got cousins and stuff that went to KU and I've got an uncle who went to KU and I don't know. They're, they're, you, you couldn't have said it better on the podcast earlier today, but they just have this arrogance and this snobbiness about them in a lot of cases. And I know that's not indicative of the entire fan base, but it, it really does embody how my interactions have been with them uh, writ large. So, yeah, that's, that's my soapbox. I'm stepping off of it, but fuck KU. There you go. Zach, uh, give me anything about like, what this means to you and uh, why you want to see K-State really put it on them this weekend. Um, you know, I've just been bred to hate them. I think it's just like, so when I, I, I am only 23 years old. And so the first game that I ever remember us playing KU was 2004. And that was the first time they had beat us in like a decade. 
like 31-28. They stormed the field. It was like mayhem and Lawrence. And I remember just my grandpa, because I, I listened to the game with him, just being absolutely in shock that we fell to the point of losing to them. And I was just like, that That started the whole trend. And I'm not even going to lie to you. Maybe I'm a rare one, but it's the basketball part of the rivalry that really gets me the most worked up. But that's not what we're here to talk about. No, and I, I think that I think that's fair because, again, unlike KU football, K-State basketball actually is more competitive. And while we don't get, you know, I think percentage of total wins in my lifetime probably is pretty even on both sides of it. At least we're competitive. And at least when we play in basketball, it, it has a bigger meaning outside of just keeping them in their place. So I, I 100% get that. I'll go to Chef. Chef, you're up in Ohio, so you're probably not having to deal with as many – KU fans on a daily basis, but what does this game mean to you? It's very strange. You would think that, but I, I've got no K-State fans out here to, to rock with, but I've got two KU grads on my route that I deliver on, and I never deliver their mail right. So, I mean, it's going to run deep with me forever, and this week I'm definitely not even going to try to deliver their mail. So, you know, that's how I <laughs> – I love it. I love it. We'll go to Aaron next. Aaron, uh, what does this game mean to you? Yeah, so it's been talked a little bit about already. It's their fan. The arrogance of their fan base is second to none. Not even close in my lifetime. I've been around a lot of college sports fans. The arrogance that their fan base has directed towards us specifically is second to none. We need to beat them, take care of business, and work to get that overall season record so we can quit fucking hearing about it. Let's go, Cats. Yeah, when that happens, it's going to be hilarious. And, and I, luckily enough, you know, uh, it's going to be maybe 20 years max before we get it. So I'll, I'll still be, you know, in my trolling prime for that. We'll go to Mike. Mike, you're out in Cali, uh, but, you know, you your blood runs purple. What does this game mean to you? Uh, you know, I mean, it's just always been a big deal for me. Um, you know, my grandparents on my dad's side went to KU they didn't really talk much about it. And honestly, they uh, spent the, the retirement of their lives in Manhattan. And uh, my grandfather who went to KU actually was a lifetime member of the K-State Alumni Association uh, just as a supporter. Um, and so, you know, the, the family side of it didn't really factor in to, um, you know, any rivalries, but I've just always hated KU. You know, the only K-State KU football game I went to and, in Lawrence, we lost, so that has a bitter taste in my mouth. Um, they're just a bunch of slap dicks. Let's just call a spade a spade. Man, if I would have known that, I, I would have maybe uh, tried to fl- fl- fly out for this one. Uh, we'll have to change that here sometime soon. We'll go to Hayes. Hayes, you're currently a student. Uh, what, what is what does this game mean to the student body, and what does it mean to you? Uh, well, for me, my dad's side is all KU fans. My mom's side is K-State fans, so I came – came into like being a kid being pretty neutral and then I went to school with a bunch of rich snobby kids all the way up until K-State and they're all KU fans and I'm someone that usually chooses teams I like based on how much I hate their fans like I'm from Wichita Wichita State's my most hated team in the world except for KU so yeah that's really it their fans are terrible I know we always say it's not all of them and it's not all of them but it's 99 percent of them um is the arrogance runs deep and i hate them yeah no i i, I hear you and i 
I think uh, everyone has, and, and it's weird because I'm, I'm sure uh, there, there's probably a trope of why people hate K-State fans and there's something about them. But it's definitely not we are snobby, you know, douchebags. Like, we might be dicks. We might troll a little much. That is not, uh, that's not our trope. And I, I, it's sad that you can really kind of paint KU fans as two, two brushes. The way you did it, and then the fan that has no business there, the, the basketball-only fan, and it's basically all the anonymous Twitter accounts that you see on Twitter. It, it, they have no idea. They have one talking point. They don't really care except for basketball. So we'll, we'll go to Cole next. Uh, Cole, what does this game mean to you? I mean, it means a lot to me. I get nervous for it just because I – I feel like it's just a huge game, and I can't imagine what it would feel like to actually lose. Um, and for me, it's just, again, the ego, and kind of like you said, the keyboard warriors out there on these anonymous accounts seem to be the most vocal. Um, and one thing that has always just bugged me the most out of anything is the the, neg- the negativity that they put on us being an ag school when without agriculture, we can't eat, you know? If you're dying from hugger because there's no food in the world, what's a doctor going to do? Prescribe you to eat food? Well, there's nothing there. Great point, great point. And I, I think it also kind of goes, you know, that, that loathing of agriculture. I think they have self-loathing about the state of Kansas, which is someone who is a very prideful person, someone who lived on the Missouri side of the Kansas City metro, uh, for three years. And when I decided I wanted to buy a house, I did not even look on the Missouri side. I, I'm proud to be from Kansas. I wanted to move back on the Kansas side. And I think a lot of KU fans, uh, whether they're from this, uh, especially the ones from the state of Kansas, seem to have this weird self-hating loathing of what Kansas is when really it's something that should have some pride around it. We'll go to Jimmy next. Jimmy, uh, what does this game mean to you? Yeah, it, it's definitely extremely meaningful just I, I, as the old person here, I still remember when these programs were pretty much equals when I was a kid. And uh, during the 80s, the, the wins and losses kind of went back and forth. But I, I remember listening on the radio when K-State and KU tied 17-17 in 1987, and it was called the Toilet Bowl. And people were embarrassed to be K-State fans, football fans at the time. And I, I was at I was in high school. I went to the game and – 91 when K-State won 16 to 12, which was a lot of fun. It was the first win I saw in person. I went to the game in Lawrence when we we uh, played on a Thursday night on ESPN my sophomore year of college, and we won 21-13 and tore down their goalpost after the game, which was a lot of fun. Um, and then just seeing us rise up and then dominate throughout the late 90s, 2000s. I agree uh, the, the 2004 game was shocking to, to lose to those guys. And then to now see us back on a 12-game winning streak and, you know, the longest streak in the history of the, of the series, um, soon to be 13, is, is nice to see the dominance of the last, you know, I posted all the numbers of the last 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 years. And I don't, I'm not one of those people that says I want this rivalry game to be close. I want to beat them 50 to nothing every year, never, ever to be close and just kick them every year and, and just enjoy it. I don't care how many points we score. I love it. We'll go to Jeff, then we'll go to Joel, and then we'll wrap this up with Grant before we get into, you know, all of our keys to V's, uh, nerves, and all that type of stuff. But, Jeff, what does this game mean to you? 
Yeah, I'm just going to echo mainly what uh, what Jimmy just said there. I might I might be a little older than he is, but uh, I was born in Manhattan and grew up in Manhattan. And a lot of those years, KU was the only team or chance we had to win a game. And if you didn't get it done, well, that was it. So, you know, and it is never enough. If, if we can score 100, I want to do it every year. I want them to quit football because we're kicking their ass so bad. And, you know, just, you know, the pompous asshats in the, the media and the Kansas City star that think they're so much better because they happen to cover KU sports. You know, that all that, all that crap just pisses me off. I hate them. Um, you know, it probably stems from the basketball thing since we were, in my mind, you know, right there with them until 88. Um, it's just all that. Yep, I, I hear you there. We'll go Joel and then Grant, and then we're going to get into it. Uh, for this specific game. Joel, what does this game mean to you? Yeah, it means, just like everybody else said, it means the world to me. My grandpa played football at K-State. Both of my sides of my family went there. I fucking hate the colors blue and red. I don't think I even own a pair of clothing that has blue and red on it at the same time. I hate the whole city of Lawrence Grant every day. I wake up and say a prayer that God will save you from having to live there. Um, Their fans had the audacity to call us like hillbillies and all this shit and then show up fake Patty's Day and act like douchebags and act like they own the world. So, yeah, I hate them. Uh, Get Lawrence off the face of the earth. It's a shithole. Sorry again, Grant. Hope you and your family get out of there soon. Um, Yeah, I absolutely hate them to my all right, Grant. Uh, if if I, I know we talked about it on the podcast, <laughs> you want to add anything, and then uh, we'll, we'll get into previewing the game. It's just the ego, man. It's the ego that bothers me. They believe they're better people than you. And Joel, I love the hillbillies line because, man, it, it almost reminds me. And I'm not trying to like, I'm not trying to pull politics into this or anything, but it's almost like, uh, it's almost like a, a part they of the Trump supporter base when like it. he put he. He paints himself as if he's a man amongst the people, but he's actually, you know, grown up with the silver spoon up his ass. They're they're like base of t-shirt fans that are they have a large base of t-shirt fans, and that's the reality. And a lot of them are hillbillies, but they don't realize that fucking KU looks down upon them. They love to put on the KU shirt, but they don't understand that KU hates them. They don't give a shit about them. They're a wine and cheese crowd, and they genuinely believe that they're better than you. And it's it disgusts me. So fuck him. Yeah, we'll, we'll do the uh, Cats politics crossover episode sometime in the offseason. Hey, uh, t- tonight's not the night. Yes, Zach, hop in. Um, I just wanted to add to like this hillbilly thing. Uh, my family, my mom's side, are from Osage County. And Osage County is the most backwoods, redneck, inbred fucking county in the state. Overbrook, Carbondale, you name it. And all KU fans. Yeah, I, I do think it is funny that they do try to paint with that large brush, and then they do have a large segment of T-shirt fans that fit that stereotype of what they're trying to do. But uh, we'll, we'll move on from why we hate KU, and we're going to talk about why we're going to dominate this game. Uh, we're gonna, going to do what we're most confident in and 
what we are most nervous in. If you're not nervous, that's fine too. Doesn't matter. Uh, Grant, make sure you're muted so we don't hear what you're doing. Thank you. Uh, we're going to start. We'll, we'll start with uh, Jimmy first. What are you most confident in? And uh, is there anything that you're nervous for this game? I'm, I'm most confident that KU is just really bad on defense and that even, you know, I'm slightly worried about our wide receiver health, but um, this is probably the worst KU defense of all these terrible KU defenses we've seen in the last decade. So I, I'm confident that this offense will come out ready to play, move the ball and score a bunch of points against them. Um, so I, I think that's where my most confident lies. Um, the, the, the concern would be the pace of the game. Both these teams average about 30 seconds per play or between plays on offense. So you're going to be lucky to make, get seven or eight possessions in this game unless KU turns it over a bunch. And uh, there's, a, there's kind of in a low-paced game. You've, we see it in basketball all the time watching Bruce ball. Um, if – if you make a couple mistakes and you don't score in a couple possessions, you, you, you risk letting them stay in the game because of the low possession count. So that would be my main concern is just the pace and uh, that can favor the underdog, even though we like to play. I hear you. Chef, if, if you're about to uh, hop off, we'll go to you. If you have somewhere to be, give me uh, confident and nerves. Oh, I'm I'm here for the long haul, but I just want to let everybody talk. I know Cole's he likes to talk up in here, get everybody a turn. But um, I'm confident that we're way more physical than them. We've got the edge uh, mentally from all the Kansas kids on the team, all the kids that are from Missouri, the the surrounding area. I mean, Felix is from Kansas City. He needs stone throw away. I mean, we're going to take this game personally, and they have no dog in the fight. They suck, one, and then they don't really care about the rivalry as much as we do. Um, Lance is new to it. He he doesn't give a fuck about this team either. Um, but I'm nervous, like, like Jimmy just said, about the pace of the game. You give – I mean, they've got a playmaker at running back that we wanted. That Neil kid, he's pretty tough. You get – yeah, I mean, he you give He's him good. a chance in the ours. open field. He might make some plays. We've we've been known to give up the big play. So if we let them stay in it a little bit in the first quarter, similar to last year, I mean, we needed some big plays from Phillip Brooks to separate that first half. But if we don't get that and they get their playmakers the ball, Bean starts scrambling around, does whatever he does. I mean, they could keep they could stay in it for a little bit, but just to uh, completely obliterate them. We have to separate, and I think we can do that. All right, we'll go to Joey next. Joey, where are you confident? Where are you nervous? I think uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to sound like an idiot here, but I'm not nervous in anything. I feel confident in the fact that we're – No, I, I love it. I love <laughs> it. I feel confident in the fact we're going to have more fans in the stands than they will. I feel confident in the fact that if they sell out that stadium that definitely seats more than 47,000 and that they change their capacity to just so – they could say that they sold a game out. I'm confident that the only way they're going to sell that thing out is because of us yet again. So I'm going to be honest. I, I really don't have any nerves going into this game that may bite me in the ass at some point in my life. But until we show signs of, of taking our foot off the gas against Kansas, I don't see it ever happening. So that's where I'm at. 
I love it. We'll, we'll get Cole, who's been a champion of the chat. I think this is the first time we've got him on stage. Cole, I've known you for a while, my man. I'm hoping you're bringing some of that Joey energy, but where are you confident and where are you nervous? Hey, can you all hear me? I hear you, my friend. Welcome. Cool. Um, I'd say I'm most confident in King Felix having a hell of a game. And then I'd say I'm most concerned is probably just keeping their QB being just keep him in the pocket, don't let him scramble around, get a bunch of yards, then get the linebackers sucked in for, you know, a wide-open receiver down the middle of the field. That's a, that's probably my biggest concern. Yeah, no, I, I hear you there. We'll go next to – we'll go to Callie Mike. Callie Mike, uh, where are you nervous? Where are you confident? Uh, I'm most confident that we're going to make uh, Gavin Potter look like a fucking dumbass because um, that's what he is. Uh, and, and I, I typically don't like uh, going after like student athletes, but again, G- Gavin Potter brings on himself. And again, if, if the kid was good, it would be great for the rivalry. But you know, I, I would feel bad for him if he didn't do the whole signing day thing. But I mean, he just turns into a clown every time we play him. And then Texas Tech gave him the clown treatment too, because that was the other school he did the fake shirt thing to. I think his name is actually Ray that's, Lewis, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, so th- that's gotta... true. Sorry. Sorry, Ray Lewis. Ray Lewis. Right, right. I think we have a pass for Ray Lewis and uh, Bryce Corridor. So those two players, they get ripped. Um, so I'm most confident we're going to make him look like a fool. And I'd say I'm most nervous that um, just a, the potential for making a stupid mistake that just embarrasses us, honestly. Like, you know, you just do something stupid like fumble the ball, and give them an opportunity. That's just kind of embarrassing to, against this stupid team. Yep. No, I hear you. We'll go to Aaron. Aaron, where are you confident? Where are you nervous? Yeah. Before I before I start, Scott, I, I got to correct Joy on one thing. It's not a football stadium. It's a place where the game's going to be played on Saturday. But don't call that shithole a stadium. Sorry. And, and sorry. Sorry. I also want to just say this. And and again, it, it, I kind of do it for trolling. But it, 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 part of this is, like, really true. Hey, this is a World War I memorial. They sold the naming rights to just some rich guy, and then they let it turn to absolute shit. Like, again, it's half trolling but half truthful. It's kind of a disgrace to all that served in World War I that they let that stadium get that bad. No, I agree. I'm right there with you, Scott. So, so just to get that off, you know, Joey agree with what you said, except for that one piece. Most confident – Special teams, uh, we saw it last year. Uh, we're going to continue to again, dominate special teams on Saturday. Most nervous, um, really just injuries in general. You know, we're, we're starting to see uh, as the season progresses, you know, Joe Irvin, Malik Knowles, Phillip Brooks. I, I just don't want to see those types of injuries start to stack up. You know, nagging things here and there that can really pile up. We've got games left on our schedule that are, are winnable but we need to be at full strength. So, so a little bit nervous. We got to get through the game uh, healthy on Saturday. All right. I love it. We'll go to Jeff next. Jeff, where are you nervous? Uh, I think I'm most confident in the fact that we should be able to move the ball. I'm really, I think Kleiman will have it figured out um, much like he did two years ago when we had to go to Lawrence. I mean, we just ran it right down their ass and they couldn't, we could have told them to play. I don't think they could have stopped it. So I kind of expect the same thing this weekend. Uh, the thing I'm most nervous about is just, you know, somehow KU catches lightning in a bottle and everything kind of works out for them. All the fluky, you know, just a bunch of fluky crap. Um, and they somehow hang in there 
you know, for the whole game and have a, a chance to pull it off there in the end. So that's, uh, that's what I probably was nervous about. Yeah, those final two years with Snyder, I think it was like 30 to 20 and Lawrence. And then that game where in all, I mean, honestly, we probably should have lost that final year in Manhattan under Snyder. I, I don't want to see one of those games. Let, let's keep it. Let's have it a good old fashioned Chris Kleiman Sunflower Showdown. We'll go to Zach. Zach, were you nervous? Um, <clears throat> well, I'm nervous that we won't cover because I bet the cat's minus 24. I shouldn't have done it. I'm a little nervous about that myself because it, it goes back to what Jimmy said, the pace of the game. We better be scoring touchdowns. Yeah, hearing him say that just terrified me, so I appreciate that. Anyways, um, confident. I'm just confident in everything. I mean, I really, I'm not worried at all about like winning. It's just covering the spread. All right, we'll go to Cole. Cole, what do you got for me? Yeah, I'm nervous that um, the, their facilities are going to present a hazard to our players. Uh, I'm thinking a pipe or something might fall from the ceiling and injure one of our guys. Um, and I'm most confident that we have the legend Reggie Stubblefield suiting up for us on Saturday. Nobody can talk the talk or walk the walk like he can. And I'm sure it's going to be in full effect on Saturday. And I'm excited to see him hit some. I need some Reggie penalties on Saturday. I, I need some Reggie penalties. Uh, like excessive celebration, taunting, maybe a late hit, preferably not a late hit. But, hey, if he has to do it, he has to do it. We'll go to Joel. Yeah, I'm confident that with um, the king, the second king, may, maybe the prince, I guess, Ross Elder and Reggie on the field at the same time, they might not score at all. I don't know. Um, I'm also pretty nervous about the um, line of the game. That's a lot of points, but uh, we'll see. So our friend of the show, uh, Parker at Stats of War, he has us covering, has us going over the, uh, going up above the over as well. He has us scoring, uh, I think he said 50 points. Actually, I take it back. He might not have us covering. I think his official prediction based on his model was 50 to 27. Ugh, yeah, I, anyone betting on the cats, uh, hold your breath. Uh, we'll go Hayes, and then we'll go down to Railroader. Hayes, what are you nervous for? What are you confident in? I can't think of something I'm confident in, only because I'm confident in everything, and it's pretty hard to point something out here. That team's terrible. They at least had things in the past that they were better at and maybe sort of okay. Uh, they're just so bad at everything. Uh, if we don't just run them out of the building, I'll be very disappointed. I am most nervous in that piece of shit building collapsing. I know their joke of an engineering program doesn't know how to build a stadium. So if that thing collapses and hurts one of our players, and I'm also nervous for Jason Bean because Stubby and Felix are just going to combine in on his head and poor guy is just going to take the brunt of it. I hope you're right. I'm not rooting for injuries, but I'm hoping for a big game from Felix and Stubby. Then Casey Railroad, are you coming live from the railroad? What do you got for us? What are you nervous? What are you confident? Live from my house, and I am confident that Skyler's going to throw for over 300 and nervous about our passing. All right. Well, I'll take it. All right. Uh, We got about 20 minutes left. We'll get keys to V and pick to click. Um, 
Grant, we, we already got your keys to V, but do you got a pick to click for us? A guy that maybe won't be the MVP of the game, but you'll walk away from Lawrence in your blacked out state and said, wow, he had a good game. <laughs> you know me so well. Um, man, that's a good question. Um, I think <sighs> I was thinking about this during the game and I, I had somebody or during the podcast, I had somebody in mind that I wanted to talk about, but I can't fucking remember. Um, but I, come I have, back a, if we I have a feeling that a Kansas kid is going to click, like maybe a Nate Matlack. Uh, this could be a game where he breaks out off the edge um, and has, you know, a couple sacks, a couple tackles for loss. I love it. I'll take that right now. We'll go Zach. Zach, who's your pick to click and key to be? Um, I mean, I'll just get out of the way right now. Uh, Anna DK, King Felix. Uh, I just – he's literally unblockable. Like, I mean, I, I – on Saturday, I fixated on him. That's all I watched. And he was about to get a sack or obviously got a sack every play. It's absolutely insane how we got that guy. So, Felix and DK. Um, key to V, outscore them by 24. <laughs> I love it. I'm, I'm really going to be written for the cover for you. We'll go, uh, we'll go Jimmy Joey Railroader. Jimmy, key to V, pick to click. Um, key to V is just don't turn the ball over and don't make stupid mistakes. And I think we win by four touchdowns at least. I just think we're that much better. And I think Kleiman, while maybe not at the same level, does have the level of K-State's going to stay focused and we're going to play to win this game no matter what. And – Maybe not to the Snyder level, but pretty darn close. Um, I'm just gonna I'm gonna make it easy and well, I'll go Joe Irvin. I think Irvin comes back after not playing last week and is a good matchup for him. I think he gets downhill and maybe has his first hundred yard game. I love it. I'll take it. We'll go Joey Railroader Jeff. My key to V is going to be hopefully to win the coin toss and just get out there and score as many points as possible as soon as we can because really the only reason why they even had a chance against Oklahoma is because they just got off to a hard, a hot start, and Oklahoma didn't. They didn't really score any points. Um, so I'm hoping that we can just dominate them from the start, hopefully win the toss, and um, I, I'd say don't even defer. Just get points immediately. Um, against them. And, and my picks to click are going to be basically any of the guys from Lawrence or the KC Metro who KU overlooked, whether it's Cooper Beebe from, from Piper High School, I think is where he went, or Keenan Garber from Lawrence, like Jack Stanine is from Lawrence. I hope those guys all get touches and get significant playing time and, and show their hometown why they went to K-State and not to that dumpster fire of a program in Lawrence. I love it. We'll go Railroader Jeff Cole. Yeah, I'm going pretty much the same thing as the last guy. I think we need to get up big and get up early. Get up early and get up big. And uh, I think Echo gets a pick six and Jax gets a touch. Oh, speaking my love language, Railroader. We'll go uh, Jeff, uh, Cold. Uh, key to V, no dicking around. Just come out and you're better than they are, so be better than they are. And pick to click. I hope it's some third string guy buried on the depth chart that gets to play a half of football because we're kicking their ass so bad. I love it. I love it. Cole, Joel Hayes. 
Yeah, key to V, I'm going to say you just got to cook them. Uh, and when you cook them, you got to let them know. Make sure they hear it a couple times that you just cook them. Um, P to C, I'm going to go with Timmy Horn. I think he's going to have a good game. Um, I guess their center is actually pretty good and hasn't given up a sack this year. I think Timmy might use that as some bulletin board material and have some extra I love it. Yeah, he's on the Remington watch list, so I'd love it if Timmy just ate his lunch. We'll go uh, Joel, Hayes, Mike. Yeah, um, key to V is to just uh, get to the game. Uh, as long as we make it safe, I think we'll be all right. Um, pick to click is going to be one to two to three to maybe all of those guys that were in that TikTok over the summer score. Oh, man, if the style boys got on the field and scored, I would love it. All right, uh, we'll go Hayes, Mike, Aaron. Uh, yeah, my key to B is just going to be getting Skyler off the field in the second half, hopefully before the fourth quarter. He stayed on the field far too long last game. Everything's going to work out. We'll get him off the field, and we don't even need a key to beat him for this game. Um, and then my pick to click, I thought I had it all locked up until Joel stole it. So I'll just go off my key to V and say Jake Rubley after coming in and throwing for two touchdowns in the fourth quarter. If Rubley got two tutties, ooh, I would love it. All right, Mike, then Aaron, and then we're going to get into score. All right, uh, key to V is just going to be mistake-free football. Uh, no fumbles, no interceptions, no stupid penalties. Um, and then pick to click. Uh, might be a little obvious here, but I'm just going to say Deuce Vaughn. You know, he's got to have a career day. Um, just make them look foolish like he always does. I love it. And then Aaron, and then we're going to kind of reverse things back with score prediction. So, Aaron, give me pick to click, key to V, and your score. Yeah, key to V is going to be establishing the running game. Uh, we talked about it a little bit, you know, getting Joe Irvin back. I think it's going to be important to establish the dominance early. Uh, picks to click. Um, I'm going to look for Landry Weber to have a big day. I think with uh, Tyrone Howell uh, being out the first half, you know, Malik Knowles, Phillip Brooks being, you know, a little nicked up. I think Landry Weber, Kansas kid, uh, look for him to have a big day. A couple long shots I'm going to give you as a bonus. R.J. Garcia. Uh, I think if he gets on the field, we get a little plies shout-out mid-game. Um, again, reaching down deep in the depth chart if uh, R.J. Garcia finds the end zone. Uh, lastly, Stubby, if we can get him back on a kickoff return without Knowles or Brooks out there, taped up hand and all, love to see it. Uh, the one last thing, and then I'll give you a score prediction. Got to shout-out my guy Chris. Uh, couldn't make it tonight up to the stage. Uh, he was ready to fill in. You know, I've, I've been driving back from the airport most of this podcast on Bluetooth. Skylar Thompson has the quarterback advantage. I'm going to do a little a little shout-out to Chris there with the Skylar Thompson QB advantage. You know, it's funny. I've been driving for 30 to 40 minutes, driven by a jack stack, which decided to sponsor Skylar Thompson and not some other city that's, like, not even close to Kansas City. Last but not least, Cats, 55, Jayhawks, nothing. Yeah, I, I appreciate you getting that in there for Chris. I saw he was in and out. Uh, it's been a busy night. Uh, I'm glad you got that out there. All right, we'll go Mike. Give me a score. All right, I'm going to use my uh, score prediction to uh, live up to our mantra, Cats 93, KU 3. I love it. I love it. Joel. 
Um, well, it's pretty hard to top that because I usually do something kind of funny. Um, let's just go Cats 69, Hawks 0. I'd love it. What, what would be great is if uh, the true freshman uh, kicker just decided to shank the extra point on the 10th touchdown to make that the final score. I would love that. Uh, we'll go Hayes. I'll go 41 to uh, – we'll give him 10. We get 41 because uh, we let Stubby come out there and kick our last extra point. It does not go. That actually – that would be great. That would be great. Grant, uh, you already got your score out there. I From you, I want just give me something wacky that you're predicting, whether it's a specific play, whether it is a penalty, something crazy happens. Just give me just a off-the-wall prediction, anything but the score. Off-the-wall? I don't think this is too off-the-wall, but I think we're going to have – I think we're going to probably over under two-and-a-half taunting penalties. I'm taking the over. I think we're going to be really rude on Saturday. I hope it's the over. I would bet the under, though. So I, I'm I'm hoping it's over. That, I mean, no, we had we had at least two in 2019, I think. And I feel like I think we're it was a little meaner this year. Stubby, I mean, he might have two himself. He's crazy. I I, I hope it's over. I I think it'll be under, but we'll Stubby's see. Uh, we'll go to with, uh, he's going to do that thing when uh, strikers and soccer score. He's gonna pull his shirt up and it's gonna say hashtag fuck That would be that would be amazing. That'd be amazing. All right, we'll go to Cole. Cole, what do you got for me? Yeah, I'm gonna say final score fifty-three to six. Um, and I think defense and special teams by themselves will Ooh, I'd love that. All right, Zach. Uh, at least by 24, you got to be liking some of these predictions. Uh, yeah. Um, I, I firmly believe we are light years better than them. Um, even if I'm nervous about covering the spread, I think we get it easily deep down. But I don't think we score as many points as I'd like because I want to. I posted on Twitter about winning 77 to nothing like OU in 2003 over AM. So I'm going to say like 42 to nothing. Oh, I'd love a shutout. Uh, Jeff, uh, I think you said something similar to Jimmy. It's never enough points, but what are you going to predict? It is never enough. Um, but you know, I'm I don't know, a pessimist most of the time. So I'll just give us, I'll give us the narrow cover with the 42 to 16. Okay, I'm glad you have us covering. I think all of us boneheads – need to be predicting us covering for our guy, Zach. Uh, Jimmy, what do you got for me? You, you were saying by four touchdowns, so uh, I, I think I think we really need that for our guy, Zach. What's your official score prediction? My official score is 45 to 10. And, again, I, I think that's like on nine possessions, so that's going to be like four or five points per possession, which is just killing it. And then um, I will say K-State will have two – get the running game going and we'll have two 100-yard rushers on Ooh, I really like that. I like where your head's at, Jimmy. Uh, we'll go Joey, then Railroader. My official score prediction, I'm going to say 37 to 10, Cats. And I would also like to predict that Skylar Thompson, Will Howard, and Jake Rubley all have passing touchdowns or rushing touchdowns, depending on the situation. But they all they all find the red zone. 
if they all find uh, find the goal line. That would be awesome. I, I'm hoping to see Rubley. I, I think – I don't know if he traveled to Oklahoma State or not. I don't know if he's been on the travel roster. I know you get a longer or a larger roster for your closest away game every year. So I hope he's there, and I would love it if he got on the scoreboard. Final score uh, prediction from Casey Railroader. Give it to me, my friend. I'm going to go 54 to 3. And Skyler throws for three touchdowns. And I think we see Jake Rubens. All right. I love it. All right. Uh, to the folks who are looking to get to the game, uh, KU has a family four pack. Uh, you can get a ticket for under 40 bucks. I know that. Uh, I know tickets are way uh, higher than that on the secondary market and face value. I agree overpriced, but if you're looking to, I think that's currently the best deal. Otherwise, keep an eye on those secondary markets uh, on game day. That's all we got. Um, I do want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Spotify Greenroom. We're going live. Uh, as If folks are listening to this on Thursday morning, uh, you know, this dropped on Thursday, not the traditional Friday, because we will be going live after – Bruce and the boys take on the Pittsburgh State Gorillas in the first exhibition game of the year. We'll be going live to talk about that. So join us uh, to talk a little hoops, that first exhibition game, Thursday night, Spotify, Green Room, and Symbol. Use promo code BOYS for a deposit guarantee up to 500 bucks. You don't like Symbol, which I can't imagine why you wouldn't because the boneheads are smart and smell good. You can get your money back, no questions asked. And remember, when your team wins, you get a payout. So get over to Symbol, have a little fun. Final word of the night is going to go to my man, Jimmy, because quite frankly, I like him better than 99.9% of humans in the world. Jimmy's my guy. Jimmy, give us your final words of wisdom for the night, and then we'll let Grant give us his catchphrase, and we'll get out of here. I'd just say never take beating KU for granted. I think, you know, we – We've seen our fan base kind of take for granted winning 10 games a year in the 90s, some of these things. We're still beating KU year in and year out. We're dominating the series. Enjoy it. Enjoy it because it's, it's, you know, we may not like to say this, but we're going to lose those guys someday and maybe even have a bad streak against them. So enjoy this time. Enjoy dominating this series and have fun on Saturday. Whether you're, I'm going to the game, I'll price, I'm hanging out with Scott there, so that's going to be a great time. Um, I'm looking forward to it. It's always fun to go to to KU and and see us beat them in that place. So enjoy it all. Watch it on TV. Enjoy it. Have some beverages. Enjoy with your your K-State buddies and your friends. And and just don't take it for granted because it's something special. And uh, have fun with it. Enjoy it. And and talk as much trash as you want to KU fans because – I love it. I love it. Grant, uh, I, I typically uh, don't give you this honor, but I'm going to tonight. Uh, give us your catchphrase, and we're going to call it a night. Folks, leave me at the cat here.
Social Podcast Network.